We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know Mess knows what I'm talking about, so we're going to go to Mess, and then we'll go to Brendan. Mess, the floor is yours. Yeah, it, it is absolutely fucking Miami. Um, I've been, again, I've been in the front row of a lot of these series, so, um, and, and and to the point of the history of, of it being, you know, Pat Riley leaving us and going to Miami, and then, you know, the 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 fight, the brawl, you know, we, we're beating them, and then, you know, we get the fight and then the league suspends Patrick Ewing again because he stepped two feet onto the floor to see what was going on, right? And that and that team was that team was ready to go. That team was was gonna win the chip. But um it's what I what I like and I'm I'm gonna keep this short, I'm not gonna take too much take too much of your time. You know, looking at that Cleveland series, the Knicks handled their business. And, you know, I think there was a lot of Sports is sports is is, a little, is very psychological. Like the people don't understand the mental aspect that that comes into play when it comes to sports. And when you've been hearing all season about how you should have gotten Donovan Mitchell and how you should have been, he should be the guy and he's an all star and the Knicks need a star and they need this and they need that. And when you're potentially one of the guys that should was going to be traded, like yo, you 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 store that away. And I feel like the Knicks they made a statement by beating Cleveland the way they did. Like, yo, like, we don't need him. We're, we're, we're good without him. And I think RJ stepping up and being like, we don't need him. We're good, right? Um, I also feel the criticism that we had about Donovan Mitchell, you know, can't play, doesn't play good defense, kind of on the shorter side. It's not going to make sense to have a, a small backcourt and all that played into it, right? And that, and that came into fruition through this playoffs, right? Like, he couldn't guard. And, you know, he was getting bullied. Uh, and when they threw that double team at him, it was hard for him to, to uh, a, pass out of it or see the right play to get it to the person who was actually hot for them. Um, and a lot of that also was bigger staff, right? Like, you know, big staff was talking mad shit about us all year. Like, fuck him too. Uh, his his possible isn't that great of a coach. And, uh, he's not that great of a coach. Uh, but I digress. Now, looking at this Miami series, I think that it's again when I talk again I'm gonna talk about the mental aspect about it, right? Miami's a tough mental team. They're mentally they are they are focused. Spolster's one of the best coaches in the league. He's gonna get them to run through the wall. 
he's going to make adjustments in-game, they're going to be okay. Um, I think for us is our depth and our ability for, for guys to just come in and play their roles. Like, no one tried to play above themselves. Everyone played within themselves. Uh, I think that's going to be key. I think that when you look at other key for us is that Miami is New York South. So the Knicks essentially have four straight road. Like, this is a home series for the Knicks, right? Like, you go to Miami game, you ever watch a Heat game, watch, you know, Knicks-Miami. Like, it's mad New Yorkers down there. It's going to be it's going to be the Garden South. So the fact that they're playing better in the Garden and they're actually harnessing their energy and they realize, like, yo, we can use this to – this energy that we feel to help us win. And they've been a great road team. So they've been able to stay focused and just go in and handle their business. I feel like that's going to play an important role for us. Um, and it's just finally like, yo, like, why not us? Like, the, no, tomorrow in in sports, tomorrow is not promised. All right, you look at look at Memphis, right? Memphis last year, you know, they was cruising. Ja got hurt against. The, it was about to beat the Warriors. It was up three two. Supposed should have beat the Warriors to get to the finals. They don't beat them like, oh, we'll be back next year. Next year, what happens? You get bumped in the first round by the Lakers, right? That team might have to make some changes. And all of a sudden, like, you don't know what's going to happen. You, you never know what's going to happen. No, tomorrow's not promised. So if there's no team right now in this league that's left, that is unstoppable. There's no team that's unbeatable. So why not the Knicks? Why not a team that, that has really good balance, of scorers and defenders and has depth and has a good coaching staff that will prepare you, why not? Why not? Why can't they go and beat Miami and then whoever they play in the next round and get to the finals? Why not get to the, the finals and win that chip? It's been 50 years since we last won. I wasn't alive when we last won. This is crazy. <laughs> wasn't here. You know I'm saying like this, we don't know what this feels like to win a chip in the city for bas- a basketball chip. The, the Mets have won, the Yankees have won, the Rangers have won, the Islands have won, the Giants have won. That's what stops the Jets have never won either. We don't know what it feels like to win a basketball chip in this city. We don't know what it feels like to have that parade down Broadway, right? Like, it's just like, we need that. We need that. So why can't it be this year? Like, why can't it be this guy? You know, yeah, we got – Young team, we got assets, we got this, we got that. Future's bright. Let's channel that today. Let's put that energy into it for them to win today. Fuck tomorrow. Fuck next year. Let's let's put all of our let's manifest that shit that they win this chip this year. Fiftieth year of winning the last one. Do it for Willis. Do it for the captain. Do it for Dick Barnett. Do it for Dean Memager. Do it for for Willis Reed. Do it for um, Clyde. Do it for them guys, right? Because as much as those guys, like it's been 50 years, those guys are still revered in this city to this day. So let's take this team that we got here and let them win so these guys can be revered for the next five years because we ain't going 50 for another chip after we win the next one. So I'm landing here. I appreciate your time. You know, Thank you, Miss. And I wonder, I'd love to hear Chris's thoughts about this. Like, how 
How realistic do we now think a Knicks championship is? And I can't even believe that those words just came out of my mouth. But when you look at, like, okay, we get it. We got an eight seed in front of us. Like, you know, they're an eight seed for a reason. I don't even play off Jimmy's cool, whatever. They're eight seed for a reason. We played well against the Celtics. The Sixers love to go. The Sixers love to Sixer, as I tell my friend Adam Rosenberg, who's a Sixers fan. Like, how fees, like, how, like, on a scale of, on a, like, what percentage feasibleness, and that's not even a word, but Chris, what percentage feasibleness is a Knicks championship to you this year? Sean, that's a great question. Um, we're deep enough in the episode or I can reveal that I do not bet anything on the Knicks as someone that covers the team, but as a good luck charm before the finals, I put a dollar on them to win the final. Mid-season, I put a dollar on them to win the finals at plus 20,000. Um, so I'm in Kevin's spot, but without uh, without any sort of, you know, uh, you know, in there, I don't have not even $5 on the line, just, just a single buckaroo, but you know, that is no longer plus 20,000. It's plus like Kevin got it at 18, and now it's plus 2,200. Um, what does plus 2,200 represent? Like a 5% chance under? Like a 4.5% chance, I want to say? Yeah. Maybe I'm making that up. But I would say, I, I think I think that was crazy. I think, uh, listen, I would say that the Knicks right now, I would put their shot at beating the Heat at like, 68 70 you know i would put i think they match up great against miami i think miami gets a 20 percent chance to win because there's a man named jimothy buckets on their roster um i i just think that they've got to they match up well against the team they've got a real shot to move past them after that boston is really good so probably got a 30 percent chance to beat boston 35 maybe you know it's it's just it's tough that you got to go beat the Lakers or the Warriors or the Nuggets or the Suns. I think a 10% chance right now would be a fair way to put it. Maybe one out of every 10 times you simulate, you know, the Knicks win it. And maybe that's too many, but I think one out of 10 is, is fair. I'd go 10%. And I know that's not what uh, the Nick faithful want to hear, but, you know, frankly, I, I think that, the teams in the West are not as good as the teams in the East, but Knicks will be very worn down by the time they reach an opponent like a, a LeBron James or, or a, a Jokic. And, and you know, they've been able to last against top talents like Mitchell. We'll see if they can last against a top talent like Butler, Tatum. But Tatum, you know, Tatum is in the top 10. Butler's definitely in the top 10. LeBron and Jokic are borderline or are in the top five. And that's just a different animal. You know, just because the numbers are close doesn't mean that they're close as players. Like, those guys. <laughs> those guys are great. Bless you. Um, and I had a, I just had a whole situation trying to mute that mic on time, and I just didn't get that button. I'm sorry, it, guys. It happens. No, um, listen, I, last night after watching, um, uh, the Lakers dismantle the Grizzlies. And I'm going to tell you something, right? I'm going to say this real quick. How annoying do you have to be to get the entire league to root for the Los Angeles Lakers against you? 
but that's neither here nor there. Um, after, I think some in the third quarter, when it looked like this game was wrapped up, I parlayed the Knicks to win the East and the Lakers to win the West for uh, with um, $19.73. And you can probably figure out what that means. Uh, all right, before we get to Brendan, I just want to read this one chat real quick that was in the chat, and we got a bunch of chats, so we'll get so we'll get through these. Call- I'll read this one because this was early, and then we'll get to um, Brendan and Robert Cross, and then we'll get to the rest of these chats, and then we can close out. Um, so LS eighty seven NY, thank you as always. He says, "I feel dumb saying it, but I feel like the Heat are a better matchup for our defense than the Cavs. Without Hero, they have nobody who shoots off the dribble or get crazy penetration. We just." need to stay home on their shooters and force Jimmy and Bam to beat us from the mid-range. Um, so what I would say to that is what, and this is this goes to how great Spo is, what they've started doing, they've actually been able to take advantage of Hero being out by running the offense through Bam. They've actually had Bam to bring the ball up. He did it a bunch in game five against Milwaukee. And when he has the ball, when, when he's handing the ball, they're running the offense through him. You know, are you going to give? Are you going because he, he's actually a pretty decent passer, better passer than I ever gave him credit for? So, will that force Mitch or will that force Mitch or Arnstein to come up to try and, and guard him? Was he going to sit back? Like, so, I, but I see where you're coming from. Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have a problem if their game plan was all right, Jimmy Butler. Let's see if you can do playoff Jimmy for six games in a row. Um, Chris, what say you? Yeah, I went on WFUV Sports' pick and pod yesterday to, to put a bow on Knicks Cavs and preview Knicks Heat. Um, a shameless plug here. I was really proud of how that went with my two co-hosts, Tyler and Will. It's about an hour 15. I think it's better analysis than you'll find on your TV right now on the NBA playoffs, um, which is a sad state of affairs for network analysis, but whatever. They're selling what sells. And uh, I said the, the Knicks have got to let everyone else but Jimmy beat them. You know, these guys have Max Struess and Duncan Robinson and Kevin Love in their playoff rotation. Really? You know, I think Miami's great, but you can't be so around one player. It's it's good to be heliocentric, but because th- that means you have a great talent. But it's hard to be heliocentric and have poor talents around that guy. Um, and Jimmy's going to do what he does. He's going to steal a game on the road, and no one is going to like it. Nobody's going to like it. It might be game one. It might be game two. Jimmy's going to steal one of those games, and everyone's going to be upset. That's what he does. But you just have to weather those storms. Like you said, see if he can keep doing it. See, you know, see if see if he can handle that pressure that you put on him. Just don't let him go into takeover mode. If he can start stirring the drink and getting everyone moving and going, you're in trouble. But if you've looked recently... This is a big strategy of NBA teams. Let a playmaker score and no one else scores, right? I reference this all the time. Devin Booker is a top eight, top ten player in the NBA today. He is better than Jason Tatum. He's better than your favorite player probably. And and the Milwaukee Bucks made him look like Jordan Poole in the NBA Finals because they let him score so much he forgot to pass. And I'm not saying he actually forgot, but you know he, he did it because he was scoring at such a good clip. And so he was putting up 30 a game in the finals and still gets credit for that, but they were all in losses. Um, you've got to put Butler in a similar situation. Agreed. I absolutely agree. All right. 
Um, yeah, like let me see play of Jimmy do that shit for six games in a row because Lord knows he gets tired. Um, and listen, like again, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, like we. Um, I will say this: Jimmy will drive and kick, and you know, do. It'll be interesting to see how they are, uh, how the, what the whistle looks like because they're letting Jimmy get away with. They're letting Jimmy get the superstar whistle and the herky jerky oh, and go to the line. Getting, he's getting an all time whistle. He's getting an all time whistle, and and you know what? You can say he deserves it. You can. I just don't think anyone should should deserve that. But he's if they're that's the way things are, he deserves it. So yeah. you know. Yeah. All right, uh, Brendan. Thank you for patiently waiting. Welcome to uh, welcome to the KFS Study Hall. Um, the floor is yours. How y'all doing today? Uh, I'm gonna be quick. So, what's up, man? Uh, doing good. Thanks. I um, I think that if you look at the last series that the Heat had with the Bucks, they like went into it like nobody expected them to actually win. So there was not, and to go on what actually to cut you off and really quickly, mess. I, I, he just told me it's like a half hour ago. He picked the he, he picked the Heat to win, no. which I thought was amazing. But to your point, most yeah, people no. pick no, the no. Heat. Most people pick the Bucks. Yeah, no, I I also picked the Heat to win, but I'm saying like generally the media, nobody expected them to win. And the reason that I ended up picking them to win is because of the fact that they're they were going in with no pressure. Really, because like like the media and everybody expected them to lose. That like that was the 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 foregone conclu- conclusion of the East was the Bucks were making it out the East, and then Giannis getting hurt just added to their belief in oh maybe we actually can do this. And if you look, they shot. I, if I remember correctly, I looked at it last night, but I think they shot like forty two percent or something like that from three in that series, and I just don't see them continuing to shoot that well from three and going into just the rest of our series. And so I I just don't see that happening. And another thing is the defense that they played on Jimmy Butler was like, I don't know. It was weird the way he played defense on him. And Thibodeau, when he plays defense on Jimmy Butler, he does not give him no space. So I think that because they let Jimmy get downhill and because they didn't like believe in his three point shot. But Tibbs doesn't really do that. So I think that we give, we're going to give him a lot more trouble. He's not going to really get started like that against us. And to go on to what y'all were talking about earlier about believing in weird superstitions, I want you guys to know, game one, I ate at this restaurant. It's a burger spot. <laughs> and I ate a double cheeseburger, french fries, and a Dr. Pepper. Game two, I did not. Every other game from there, I did, and we won. So I keep, I'm keeping on that tradition. If I die to watch these Knicks win, your guys is welcome. <laughs> I was gonna say, start, start Uber eating it, and get, get on, get up, put the game on a treadmill, man. We gotta keep, <laughs> you go, we gotta keep you going. We need you to keep pounding those burgers, man. All right, exactly. True story. Like, listen, I listen again. I've learned not to. I as I've gotten older, I've. I don't believe in jinxes and stuff like that. But you know what? If that works for you, brother, keep doing it. And let me know. I'll send you a I send you a 60 day guest pass to Peloton so you can keep the pounds off while you keep eating. Um, you keep eating like complete shit. So you let me know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. If, we're, if, if we if we go up 3-0, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm going to game four because I live in Florida. So I don't know. I'm at to find this burger spot in Miami, hopefully, or something. 
Yo, man, keep keep it going, man. As, as, as RJ says, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. All right. Thank you, Brenda. Appreciate you. And uh, Brenda, I'm going to give you a bit of a shout out because last year you were one of the few people that was still in Julius's corner. And I think I remember you came on live from the Mecca and you came and defended him and we tore your new one. Um, but you stayed behind your men and listen, he redeemed himself. So big up to you. Shout out to you, man. And and just keep in and, 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 you know, just keep keep doing your thing. We appreciate you. Um, all right. Let's go to who's next. Oh, now. OK, <laughs> let's go to. The boss, Robert Cross, and I know exactly when I know why Robert Cross on his stage, because I was talking about the feasibility of the Knicks winning the championship. And when I started talking about that, that's exactly when the request came in. And I think I know what he's going to say, but I'm going to shut up and get out of the way. Robert, happy birthday again. Belated. The floor is yours. Thank you, Sean. How was your birthday yesterday? Um, it was good. Like, well, I, I, to be, I, I'll be a little um, transparent. Like, it didn't start off great because I, I had so much to do yesterday. I just didn't feel, feel like I had the time. And then things just started opening up for me. And I was able to get everything done that I wanted to get done. And I went out to a nice steak dinner with my wife and son and came home and then watched the Grizzlies lose by 40. So all in all, it was a good day. That's, that's a very good day. You and the young upstart got a lot to do because we're going to be moving on to the conference finals. So I want to make sure that you got deep scouting the parts, um, both Boston and Philly. Um, <clears throat> I just want to say that I, I hate the Heat. I hate P.J. Brown, Lonzo Morning, Tim Hardaway, and Rat Riley. I hate all of them. I always and forever hate them. Uh, just talk about this series real quick. Uh, a couple points. I think you brought up a really good point. You need eight core members, right? Eight players on the team to compete for the title. We were talking the next time. Real, realistically, nine or ten guys that can take the floor and you're not that worried about it. Actually, you think about it. I think nothing's more emblematic of this team than... Miles McBride five minutes against the Cavs, right? What did he do in those five minutes? Uh, how many players do you think that he had, Sean? Honestly, five I was, listen, man. I looked. At, listen, I looked at the, they played ten guys against the Bucks in Game Five. One of those was Haywood Highsmith. One of those was Cody. Exactly. One of those was Cody Zeller. Who? So I I think they I Zeller, guys that, hey, Zeller can play. No, Zeller can not play. against Hartenstein and Robinson. Thank you. Exactly. So like in this series, they may have like they may have six. And I I think I think that there's two keys in that. I know, Chris. I think you've been saying for a while the NBA consensus and people in general are underrating the Knicks and some of our players, right? So. I'm going to kind of bring you both into my heart, too. <clears throat> I, I think that that's true. I think we've been underrated for a while. I think Josh Hart acquisition took us from a good to a great team. And RJ Barrett's ascension, if he can keep this up, takes us from a great team to a title contender. So I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to drop the hammer right now. I'm going to drop the hammer. <clears throat> What's the percentage likelihood that we're going to win the title? 50%. That's where I stand. 
fifty percent. I'm very disappointed in you. I thought you were gonna say a hundred. Well, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not that braggadocious. The reason I say fifty percent is I think whether we play Philadelphia or Boston, it's gonna be that's gonna be the hardest series. I I don't sweat the heat. I, I'm not concerned about this series at all. Quite frankly, I'm just not. I don't respect them. Um, Boston or Philly, I think that's going to be the dogfight. That's that's when we're going to get pushed. If we win the Eastern Conference Finals, we win the title. We're not losing to anybody in the West, in my opinion. And I think it will be the Lakers. So, and that's kind of where the synergy comes in because now you're talking about like a 50 year anniversary, all the storylines. That's just how I feel. Um, I'd rather play. I'd actually. I think we beat the Celtics, honestly. So, I hope that the Celtics go through. For some reason, I think it's going to be the Sixers, but that will be good because then I can make fun of John for two weeks and his infatuation with uh, Bowser the Turtle rolling around on the ground. But yeah, that's it. Fifty percent chance to win. You're hilarious. Thank you, Robert Cross. You are the best. Thank you. Um, Bowels of the Turtle. That's crazy. Um, okay, so before we get to um, Andy and our and 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 our 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 special guest who's going to close out, I want to get through these chats. And for some reason, this damn thing is not letting me post all the all the chats onto the jumbotron. Thank you, Mr. Musk. Keep it up. Um, First from Robert Cross, the Knicks are title contenders today, right now. We now hashtag 53 wins. Look, I'll say this. Uh, Mensa had said in our chat like a few weeks ago, it was like, hey, if RJ Barrett was like the RJ Barrett that we that we want him to be, the Knicks are title contenders. And guess what? Maybe if he is, the calculus on this team's uh, trajectory has changed greatly. What's up, Knicks fans? GMAC here interrupting this episode with a very important programming note. As you know, the New York Knicks take on the Miami Heat in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Game one is hosted by the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. I can't believe it either. Well, if you can't afford to go to the game or just don't want to go to the game, but you still want to watch the game with a bunch of raucous Knicks fans like yourself. You know where you got to go? It's the second ever KFS playoff watch party, baby. We're going to Penn 6, 132 West 31st Street, Midtown. It's walking distance from Madison Square Garden. The frequently asked questions we get. It's free of charge. Bring your kids. Bring your friends. You can bring as many friends as you want to. Let's pack that place out with Knicks fans. There's even drink specials on the menu this time. $5 on select drafts. $6 on house wine. $8 on house drinks. You want to be there and watch it with the KFS crew. Game one, Knicks against the Heat. It's going down. Again, that's 132 West 31st Street. Be there at 1230 when the New York Knicks take on the Miami Heat. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you'll get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You know I like my stats, so I got some stats here for you. Good food is too precious to waste. HelloFresh's pre-proportioned ingredients cut down on your food waste by at least 23% compared to grocery shopping, which is good for your wallet and the planet. And if you're looking for more ways to save this spring, HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. 25%, that's a lot. I love HelloFresh. I love not only the taste of the meals, but I love the fact that I could have two kids literally hanging off me as I am cooking and I'm still able to follow the recipes and make meals that are exactly as advertised. If you want to experience HelloFresh too, don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool50 and use code FilmSchool50 for 50 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool50 and use code FilmSchool50 for 50 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um, next up um, from uh, some Jordan Bob. I just want to say this to Jordan. Jordan, shout out to you. Um, you have become the Robert Cross of KFS Study Hall because of the amount of material that you provide for us. And we appreciate that the same way we appreciate Robert Cross. So unfortunately, um, it looks like you left, but I'm going to read these questions anyway, because you took the time out to put them in the chat. Um, Shout out to Robert and Jordan and the rest of you guys for tuning in, calling in. Even if you're not calling in, thanks for listening. You know, getting some some stuff done around the house on a Saturday, whatever you got going on. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So what we got here. So from Jordan says, what do you think of the new Donovan news? And should we even care about this news? Some Knicks fans say that we should accept if he wants to come here. What say you guys? You know, for me, and I don't know how Chris Chris may feel differently. Well, actually, I know how Chris feels because Chris, if, if, if there is a if there is a guard that he wants Knicks to acquire, it sure as hell ain't Donovan Mitchell. But it's another guy that we may have discussed in this space earlier today. Um, Donovan Mitchell could not loved running his mouth, giving interviews every other week about how he thought he was going to be a Nick when it looked like we were in the mud and the Cavs were really, really good and he was MVP candidate. I didn't give a damn then. I didn't give a damn now. If he really, if he wanted to be here, he could have made it very uncomfortable, but he prioritized getting a standing ovation in his return to Utah. So, quite frankly, look, we'll see what happens. But I'll tell you one thing, after these last two years, I wouldn't trade a goddamn thing for him. Nope, you want to come here? Sign for free. But I'm not mortgaging shit to bring you in here 
especially after I watch you get outplayed by my guy two years in a row. Chris? Ooh, hoo-wee. I would say, oh, I said this uh, on the timeline. I said, I, I answered this question, so I'll just put my answer up on the Jumbotron so y'all can see. I will read it out. Nick should be glad to add Mitchell in free agency if he's willing. Not someone worth trading an all-in package for, as he's shown in the past two postseasons. It's a lot of sample size that Jalen Brunson just might be better than this guy, or if he's not, is more worth acquiring, you know, for no first-round picks or one first-round pick. People, I mean, the Knicks basically got first-round picks to acquire Jalen Brunson, but people don't like to look at it that way because they can't make fun of the Knicks. So, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't trade a thing for Mitchell because you're going to have to give up a legit package for him. And you guys know what I always say. The Stepian rule is king. The Stepian rule rules all. The Stepian rule rules all. Jeremy will always tell you that. I always tell you. And uh, I just think that you can't, you can't, get, uh, ha- you know, hamstring yourself in the future for a guy you're not sure can help you win right now. You know he'll help you win, but you have, you've got Brunson initiating. You see what a, a Mitchell looks like in a, in a backcourt with another small point guard in Garland. Knicks had barbecue chicken on those guys, you know. So, I, do, how badly do you want that pairing? How badly do you want the the Brunson Mitchell pairing that you're willing to to try an upgraded version of Garland Mitchell? I, I wouldn't want to try it that badly, but maybe you do, and that's okay. So, um, I just my point is I wouldn't I wouldn't surrender any draft picks if I were the Knicks to run that little experiment. Well said. Well said. Um, next. Jordan, what type of adjustments can you see the Heat making throughout the series that the Cavs couldn't make? So how can the Knicks break Heat's defense? What type of adjustments will they throw at the Knicks? Um, so we kind of spoke about it earlier, but um, they're going to play a lot of zone. Uh, they're going to play a lot of zone against us. Um, the How can the Knicks break the Heat defense? Um, hitting threes. Hitting shots, good shot making, finding the mismatch, exploiting, exploiting the mismatch again. Like I said, like they got two really good, they got two really good defenders, and we have three guys that can score the ball in their hands. So there's going to be a mismatch somewhere. Um, if if, if Julius Randle's healthy and Kevin Love is on him, that's food. If they put Bam on, if they put Bam on Randle, then you have um, Kevin Love guarding the rim, and he's not a rim protector at all. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 so we kind of went through this, but I think those listen. The Knicks has got to hit. The Knicks has got to keep doing what they're doing. Win the rebound, play your game. Win the rebounding battle. Hit, hit shots. Find the mismatch because the mismatch is there. Because again, they're gonna play Duncan Robinson extended minutes in this series. They may play Haywood Highsmith in this series. Like we have to take advantage of that. Um, Chris, I'll throw you this next. Unless you have something you want to say. No, I do not. Um, I just almost dropped my phone, but no, I do not. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll throw you the next one. Um, it says, would you be surprised if Randall plays game one, even if it's off the bench, and if he starts, do you think we'll see rotation like we saw in game one? I think if Randall plays, he's starting. He's got an all-star forward on the team, six foot nine. The basketball's in his hands. He can shoot it, pass it, or dribble it. 
he's good at two of those things. He's pretty decent at dribbling, not great. Um, you start him and you play him with confidence. However, and I've discussed this a lot with Anonymous, uh, who's probably still tuned in. Shout out to Anonymous. If you're not and you're listening later, shout out to you because we have talked about how Obi Toppin is a key to this series with his quick decision-making. So, um, like I was saying at the top of the space, Obi is definitely uh, important here. So, you know, I think you can't be afraid to to not play Randall the way they, you know, the way they did against Cleveland. They weren't afraid to bench him. Tibbs made that call. Like Julia said, Tibbs made that call. That's his call to make. Um, and the team was better without Randall on the floor. So it was a good call to make. Uh, if that's the if that's the case in round two, don't run from the truth. Just put your best players out there, see what happens, and adjust from there. Absolutely. Um, we'll go to the next one. Jordan, how do you contain playoff Jimmy, and who should be the primary defender on him throughout the series? Uh, you do not contain playoff Jimmy. Um, you're going to see a lot of Josh Hart on Jimmy. You're going to see... You're going to see, listen, Jimmy's getting all the wings. You're going to see RJ on him. You're going to see hard on him. I think you see hard on him the most. You'll see Grimes on him. Um, you'll see everybody. Um, but like, it's like uh, Chris just said earlier, like if, if Jimmy's, go- hey, listen, if Jimmy scores 56 and the rest of them aren't doing anything, we're probably going to win. So in, in the NBA, you got to pick your poison. You got to figure out what you're going to allow. And if I'm Tom Thibodeau and I am not, but I'm pretty sure Tom Thibodeau is saying, Jimmy Butler, either Jimmy Butler's going to beat me or no one else is, or what he's probably going to say, he's probably going to take all those things out. Like, all right, Jimmy, you want to do this? You want to do that? We'll throw multiple guys at you, throw different looks. Um, and we'll, we'll make you, you know, listen, they, we left Eric Mobley and Isaac Cora wide ass open. Um, don't be surprised if Gabe Vincent and Max Drusso left the wide ass open in this series. Um, next, for Knicks to make it to the finals, what are the five keys that Knicks need to happen for them to get there? And what team that gets to the finals out of the West can the Knicks beat? Uh, I don't think we have time to go through five keys to make it to the finals, but I mean, what team that gets to the finals out West can the Knicks beat? I think... I think they can beat the Lakers. I think they can beat the Kings. I think they can beat the uh, uh, Nuggets. I think they can beat. Well, the, the, the Warriors are losing tomorrow tonight, so I, they're they're out of here. Goodbye tomorrow. They're they're out of here. Goodbye. Um, and uh, Phoenix is interesting, but you know what? The thing about Phoenix is Phoenix. They're not deep either. Like they're depending on Tory Craig. So. Um, Listen, I, I feel confident that the Knicks get to the finals, they can win the championship. But I'm not saying they're going to get to the finals, but I think they can. Uh, Chris, uh, who do you think the Knicks... What team out West can the Knicks beat in the finals? And I cannot believe we're having this discussion. Jeez. Yeah, this is um, this is certainly a way to follow up on not counting your chickens before the exit. All of them. We could be... I'm just going to answer for Chris. All of them. <laughs> I would say Denver uh, because with Robinson playing at the level that he is, he did a great job on Jokic earlier in the regular season. I want to say that was an early March game, March 6th maybe. Um, and uh, Mitchell did a spectacular job on on Nicola there. Um, Jamal Murray has been fantastic. 
but the Knicks have Quentin Grimes. So, you know, it's it's a matter of just curtailing these stars. You're never going to stop them. You're not going to stop Jimmy Butler, and he's going to find himself at the free throw line a lot this series. You know, these games are going to be long because we're going to spend a lot of time watching Jimmy Butler shoot free throws. But if you can make that the only thing you spend a lot of time watching, you know, not watching yourself get out-rebounded, not watching yourself, you know, that you can be in a good spot. And I think um, if Mitchell can do his best, you know, try of holding down Nikola Jokic. Again, I always refer to the finals MVP that Andre Iguodala got for holding LeBron to 30-point triple-doubles. Um is is that you got to just beat Murray at that point. Um, and I think the Knicks can do that. So, no, I'm not saying, oh, it's just Murray. You know, obviously Jokic is a big, big part, but the Knicks have a great scheme against him. Uh, if you guys know Zach Blatter, he's with the Strickland. Um, he put out a really nice tweet after the Knicks game against the Nuggets showing some different instances of how the Knicks defended Jokic. And he said, like, hey, the Knicks just gave out the blueprint for Western Conference teams on how to defend Nikola Jokic. This is the best defense I've seen on him all season. He was right. Knicks schematically did a great job. They know what they're doing. So that would be the team I'd pick. Um, But, you know, got to get to game one of the second round before we talk too much more finals. True story. All right, let me rapid fire through these questions. Can we get to these last two calls who have been patiently waiting? I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Let's scroll down here. Um, actually, I did post. Shout out to Pastor Claudio's Heat Culture Denier. I post. I he posted five thirty eight of forecasts for the playoffs, and the Knicks are a sixty six percent chance to make the conference finals, twenty percent chance to make the finals, and twelve percent chance to win the championship, which is third among all the teams that are left. Celtics thirty four percent to win the title, followed by six is twenty percent, which is laughable. Um, and the Knicks at twelve percent. Um, then Suns at nine percent, Lakers at nine percent, Nuggets at seven percent, Warriors at three percent, Kings at three percent. Um, okay. What else we got here? Scrolling down. Oh uh, my my app is not acting up. Thank you, Mr. Musk. Uh uh oh yeah. The new Knicks three three sixty five twenty four seven. Is Jimmy wearing his weave for game one? Miami sweat. Can't Miami, Miami, oh, Miami sweat, like swept. Can't bowl against our bench. Your salute, everyone. Hashtag Knicks and four, hashtag brooms out. Let's say if we sweep them, oh my God, I'm talking cash shit. Uh, the boss, Robert Cross, says, Do you believe I ordered a Mitch Black Party t shirt for my birthday present? I absolutely do believe that. And the last comment here, which will lead us into our next caller, is from Andy P, who says, OMG next, he just praised Fournier. Listen, man, leave Evan Fournier alone. Evan Fournier is a good pro. You haven't heard anything from him. He's accepted his role. Leave Evan Fournier in a role, in a role, in a, uh, alone. But we'll go to Andy P next, and then we will close out with JFK. Andy P, what's up? <laughs> you know I've been uh, hating on Fournier for the longest. Brother, you are not you. alone. <laughs> and I told you earlier this year that he was going to lose all of his minutes and Tibbs was going to take him out of the rotation very early on. Uh, but anyway, the reason why I wanted to come up here was because I wanted to point out the law of averages, um, and that applies to Duncan Robinson 76% from the three. Um, I don't think that he does that against the Knicks. He's a phenomenal shooter, don't get me wrong, but the law of averages – suggests that him and Butler won't have the performances they had in the last series against the Knicks. And that's why I'm confident the Knicks win this series, maybe not in four, but probably in five or six. That's all I have to say. 
appreciate you, Andy. And yes, I've said that all along, like the hot shooting from Miami, um, shooting 45% from three. I don't know how sustainable that is, Um, but I guess we're about to find out because to close out our last caller is one JF Cake. And JF Cake is someone I've met through the Hoop Spaces community. He is a Miami Heat fan, but he's one of the few that I can tolerate. Him, I'm a man, Tony Schwartz. I actually meant to ping Tony to get him in here, but whatever. Um, and all you need to know about Jeff Cake is this. Um, the night of the Raptors Heat 8-9 mat- playing matchup, he skipped that game to go to Miami spring practice, my University of Miami football spring game, because he thought the season was over, and now he's here to talk cash shit. My how the turntables. JF Cake, welcome to the stage. Welcome to KFS Study Hall. What you got for me, my brother? Appreciate you, Sean, for uh, that intro, but I must add some context behind that story. Uh, I was not thinking of playing that game on Friday. That's why I already booked the season, uh, the spring game with my kids that I coach on the Little League team. So, uh, shouts out to my kids. But first things first, God damn, y'all treat me like I'm the Boston Celtics. Like, good Lord, give me some a pass or nothing, like something, like – Whoa, 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 Jeff, 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 Jeff. Oh, you missed it earlier. You missed what I said earlier. For me, listen, for people in my age bracket, for people who watch 90s Knicks basketball, it is fuck Miami first and foremost. Not Atlanta, not Boston, not Cleveland, not Indiana, not Washington, not Brooklyn, not uh, Toronto. It is fuck Miami. Like, listen, the Knicks and the Celtics and my basketball watching life have never been good at the same time for a sustained amount of time. You motherfuckers? No, 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 no. It's fuck y'all. I mean, why not fuck the Pacers and fuck Reggie Miller? Oh, it's fuck them too. But first for me, first on the list was a bullet. Is Miami PJ Brown? PJ Brown. That's all you need to know. I can understand because PJ Brown. Who was it? Charlie. I forgot who it was. Charlie Ward. PJ Brown. Charlie Ward. Like Jazzy Jeff out of the fucking Fresh Prince house. Like what are we talking about? That shit was hilarious. And you know what, Sean? Uh, Y'all definitely was crying when Pat Riley came back and he was trying to get his standing ovation. But y'all was just salted. Just. Larry saw all over the MSG, whole bunch of Pat, Pat MSG people all around. God damn, salt and MSG go together, so it, it kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, moving on to this next round, you you guys are definitely missing a lot of points. Um, first question I wanted to ask Sean, uh, Sean, if we were to lose, do you think you were to beat the Bucks next round? So I have said. And I-95 bully just throwing up thumbs down signs in the chat. He's hilarious. I have said the matchup against the Bucks is not the is not the one-sided mismatch many people would have us believe because the Knicks defense is perfectly is perfectly suited to stop what Miami, what Milwaukee does, which is we're going to wall off the paint and force these other guys to hit threes. Um, um, and as you uh-huh. saw firsthand, a lot of these dudes could have hit a shot. Well, hold on. No, that's not necessarily true. They can hit a shot. What happened was the adjustments that Spolstra made. Now, what happened when Bam was getting killed in the paint? He got moved out to the top of the key and started facilitating, and they, that's what happened while they moved out all the big men 
And that's when you start our guards start taking off, like, you know, even grabbing rebounds because even with the six nine center, like our guards are probably one of the highest ranking guards in, in rebounds because of that deficient that we have at center. Um, if you look at it, like Bam played with ba- basically one leg. Uh, he was injured. We didn't have a Tyler Hero. And yeah, I understand they didn't have Giannis, but the game still needs to be played. I think that team was very resilient during the season. I think it's false to say that that team couldn't win without Giannis because they did win without Giannis for 15 games straight. Am I wrong? No, I'm not. So uh, we saw Drew Holiday score 50 points in the regular season along with Brooke Lopez. Uh, We couldn't even stop Brooke Lopez. Like, understand we did not stop people. Uh, What we did was just have more will of winning the basketball game. And that's what it is. Like, if you really look at all our games during the season, we had so many close games. That's why we looked so mid because we couldn't close out. But then we started to close out towards the end of the season. Uh, Again, this team was ranked in the bottom three of offense, but yes, steadily stayed above 500, at least three, finished three games above 500. So that kind of attests to what uh, Spolstra is doing, especially on defense. When you have people like Max Struess and and Duncan Robinson, I know, Sean, you want them to start so bad and get all these minutes. But, you know, that's not kind of necessarily what's going to happen, bro. Like, what's going to happen, you're going to see a lot of Caleb Martin. That's somebody who you guys didn't talk about and who's been very vital for us this whole season. Like, if Jimmy's not on the on the, on the the field or, or on the court right now, it's going to be Caleb Martin, and he's going to give us that uh, two-way defender slash wing defender slash three-level three score that we're going to need. Um, I know he has – it's his, like, first year. He's an undrafted guy. but Did you just call Caleb Martin a three-level score? I mean, he can shoot the three now. Well, let's check the percentages. He's shooting thirty five percent from three this season, which is league, which league is average, league average. Exactly. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually slightly below league yeah. average. Uh, we, you just called a man who scores nine point six points per game a three level. So he can get to the back end. Words mean things. Words mean things. And he can and he can shoot a three. But all I'm saying, you're not taking account for him because I did not hear not one thing about him or Gabe Vincent or Kyle Lowry that what they're going to do. All I heard was the bottom of the bench, like. Hayward Highsmith and, and don't get it twisted Hayward Highsmith can play some defense he's from Baltimore he's a tough dude and he can't shoot the three when he when he needs to I mean this guy was horrible Gabe Vincent shoots 33% from three what are we and 40% from so two what, what are we talking so about he played against the Knicks he shot at at least a 50% from three what are we talking about he dropped 19 and 20 oh yeah well, well, well see here's the thing and we're gonna have to wrap this up soon because my wife's gonna kill me but here's the thing like, when you reference the regular season, I'm not going to say the regular season doesn't matter, but there's a difference between, like, when you say, well, the Bucks won 15 straight games of the regular season. There's a difference between you playing Indiana, who's coming off of a back-to-back in their third game in four nights, and they haven't had time to scout you, and they haven't had time to put a game plan for you, to, and, and they're just running their stuff, versus in the playoffs when you play a game, and then you play them again, and then you play them again, and then you play them again. And after each game, you say, okay, let's take this away, let's take this away, let's take that away. And Mike Budenholzer, notoriously, will only adjust when Jesus comes back Hold to save on, us but all. That's what we're arguing about, and he won a ring because of why he adjusted. JF, could I ask you about what you think about uh, Quentin Grimes' shooting heading into the series? To be honest with you, the person that scares me is uh, Emmanuel Quickly. Um, well, well, Grimes went 15 for 30 from three against the Heat in the regular season, so that means he's going to do it in the playoffs, I, right? I think that's not the person you look. You should be looking at. The two people you should be looking at. Well, I'm just using your logic and your points about Vincent. This is exactly the point oh, you were just oh, making. Oh, sounds well, a little, sounds like a little said, silly. No, like I said, that can happen. Like I said, it can happen. But 
what I'm trying to say is what I think the keys to the Knicks are are what you're not looking at. And I think that's Emmanuel quickly, and I think that's um, Brunson as well. Um, I, if you're talking about your centers and your big men, I, I really think Hartenstein is really good against us. Um, Mitchell Robinson is average against us, but I still think if we do have that big lineup of Kevin Love or Zeller coming in and, and shadowing off of Bam, I think we would be okay with that, with those two. Uh, I don't know the health on Julius Randle. I think that's going to be a huge question. Uh, we already adjusted to everybody that's been injured on our team, and we have been showing so. I mean, we did shoot pretty poorly against the Bucks our last game, but we still was able to get the win. I think the most important thing is uh, Jimmy Butler cooked the whole entire Bucks. I mean, he didn't shoot less than 50% against every single person he went up against. I mean, he shot, what, 80%, 80% against Drew Holiday? Was cooking his face? Like, this is this is what I'm talking about. And and the Bucks were not a bad team on defense. So let's not get that twisted. Like they're very good. They have Bobby Portis, who definitely got shut down when UD stepped to him because he didn't do shit after. And then you definitely got uh, Brooke Lopez, who was what leading defensive player of the year for majority of the year. So like again, we're coming into the Knicks, and we understand that Tom Thibodeau is a good defensive minded coach. But what I'm thinking is is can he go ahead? and out masterclass Eric Spolstra and Chris Quinn because he's going against two minds. Let's not get that twisted. Chris Quinn has already been accredited to for a lot of late game situations and scenarios of how they've been able to score. Um, and I want to find out if he did uh, chalk up that last shot with Jimmy against the Bucks for them to go to overtime because that's something, again, uh, that, that the Heat are able to do. Um, it's just the will of, of being able to execute plays, not even – having a good stat line, but executing the plays when it needs to be executed. Um, the experience that Miami Heat has, I mean, like, let's think about it. For the last four years, we've seen Jimmy Butler do what he's been doing. And this year, like, I think he's stepped it up another level, which is crazy to me because he's just getting older. So we also have to take that into consideration. I mean, I love, I'm going to love this next round because I really fucking hate New York Knicks. I think they wasted Carmelo's years. And I think JR and, and Iman Shumpert would have done wonders for y'all. Uh, I think a lot of things about the Knicks. James Dolan needs to go before I can even respect you guys as a normal organization and, and actually think you can contend for a championship. But at the end of the day, I do. Can I ask, any, I can I ask anything like in the last six years, any basketball involvement from Dolan that you could cite to me? Uh, didn't he come out with an album? Okay. I said that. the word basketball. Can you cite any basketball involvement in the last six or eight years? I would have to check from that James out. Dolan. I would have to check it out. But as long as he has, it's kind of like the right. Well, I'll just tell you that there are no good billionaires out there, and there's not a guy in the league who cares who signs their checks. It's a tired narrative. No one believes it except for people who eat the stuff up that first takes us. Thanks. Hey, sh- hey Sean. Sean. Yes, hurry up. I got to go. We can't end with this. We can't end with this. This heat mantra. We got to get Kevin well, back I'll in let, here to I'll say end, something I'll foolish. With this. We brought up every single player he said we didn't bring up on this show earlier in this show. Um, I think he. I think that guy had a lot of words to say. I don't think he really knew what they meant. So you know that we don't. You know, let's let's leave that where that was. They were words. We'll yes, they were words. All right, <laughs> listen. We. I gotta go. I gotta get ready. I gotta go to a thing for my celebrate my birthday. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you, you all. Jack Sean. No, that was last week, and I got destroyed. Tonight, Talk I'm going to a Happy birthday, show. and let's do these spaces more often. I love the analysis from you and Chris. Andy, we are here every single weekend, either Saturday or Sunday. So if the Knicks play on Saturday, we're here Sunday. If the Knicks play on Sunday, we are here Saturday. I wish somebody did a live spaces during the game. That would be sick. 
Um, we would you know, actually, I've, I've actually I've actually proposed um, me doing play by play for Nick games with like a, a Nick content creator color commentator along with me and it's super illegal. It's it counts as a rebroadcasting of the NBA's broadcast. It is like really illegal. Oh, wow. Any content creators that do live play by play or anything it's like really illegal. So I, I, I tried I tried for y'all but I couldn't all right we're gonna go thanks everyone for pulling up um if you're not uh subscribe to the next film school podcast become a patron uh patron patreon.com slash kfs and i'm gonna mute because i'm getting some feedback sorry about that um yeah we're you could be sign up a patron it's as little as seven dollars a month and yeah that's listen it i really gotta casuals. go listen to the casuals listen to the casuals yeah. Every Friday, casual on Friday. John and Jeremy on Monday or Tuesday. John was someone. John was someone else during the week. Um, follow a follow a Zulo. Follow uh, Jeremy Cohen. Follow Benji Ridholtz. Um, we got a good team at KFS. So thank you all. We love you all. Let's go. Hold next. on, son. You gotta tell him we gotta see us in Who's Spaces, man. I need to see all these next people in Who's Spaces. Oh yes, listen. Pull up to Hoop Spaces on the AMP app. Hoops. That's how I met JFK. That's how I met JFK. That started by Chris Barnett. He's a good dude. If you want to meet other fan base people from other fan bases and not the caricature that you see on Twitter all the time, there's some good people over there. Follow my man Chris at Hoop Spaces and check him out Monday through Mondays through Fridays, 10 a.m. on the AMP app. But for now. This is Nick's Film School, Study Hall. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you all. Nick's Nation, let's ride. Let's go.